Hello, ako si Jess Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rapper Podcast episode kung saan hihimay natin ang mga mainit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rapper's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang paghawak ng kongreso sa anomalya sa pagitan ng Farmali at ang Duterte Administration. Kung gaano kainit ang pagdinig sa Senado, kabalikta rin naman ang nangyayari sa House of Representatives na halos isang tabi na ang mga malalaki at matitinding aligasyon na hinaharap ng mga individual na sangkot dito. Bakit malaki ang pagkakaiba ng Senado at Kamara sa pagtugon sa anomalyang ito? Paano magiging epektibo ang napakahabang mga pagdinig sa Kongreso tungkol dito? Natalakayin natin ang isyong ito kasama ang dalawang Congress reporters ng Rappler. Una ay si Mara Cepeda who covers the Senate. Hi Mara! Hello Judes! Kasama rin natin si Rambo Talabong, who covers the House of Representatives naman. Hi, Rambo. Hello, Judes, at saka hello sa mga tagapakinig at tagapanood natin. So, bigyan na tayo siya ang dami kong gustong malaman at ang dami kong gustong kalkalin sa nangyayaring ito in the past month, no? So, Mara, can you explain bakit nga ba ang isyong ito ay tinitignan ng Kongreso? Ano ba yung goal ng mga ganitong mga hearings sa House at sa Senate na rin? Okay. So siguro unang-una, kapag ka ang Kongreso nag-iimbestiga, it's, it's always in aid of legislation. So hindi siya katulad ng investigasyon na ginagawa ng mga korte na ang primary goal ay either maka to, to determine kung uh, meron bang pwedeng ikaso doon sa mga uh, pinagsususpetsahan na gumawa ng kamalian. Hindi. Pagka Kongreso nag-iimbestiga, it's, ang formal term doon ay in aid of legislation. Ibig sabihin no nag-iimbestiga yung mga kongresista natin, yung ating mga senador, para ang end goal ay malaman nila ano ba yung mga batas na pwede nilang gawin or yung mga batas na kailangan nilang amyendahan para yung mga anomalya na nakikita nila ay ma-address ng batas. Kasi, di ba, yun naman ang direct powers ng ating mga lawmakers. Uh, pero, napaka-importante nagiging mag very important uh, platform ang mga Senate and House investigations dahil yung at the end of those investigations nagfa-file yung committee ng committee report. Tapos nandun lahat ng findings nila, sworn statements, lahat kasi yung mga testimonies na ginagawa ng mga resource persons, ng mga cabinet officials or other government officials na ginagawa doon, sworn statements yun is made under oath. So pwede siyang gamiting ebidensya. Uh, ng mga abogado pagka nag-file sila ng case or ng government offices pag nag-file sila ng case. So itong itong issue sa formally, hindi naman kasi talaga formally yung unang iniimbestigahan ng mga senators. Nag-start yung investigation nila after lumabas yung annual audit report ng COA na nagsasabi may 67 billion pesos of unused and misused or essentially misspent funds yung Department of Health pagdating dun sa mga alokasyon sana para sa pandemya na sinasabi kung ginamit ito ng mas matama, di mas maraming buhay yung naisalba. Doon talaga yung nagsimula. Uh, hanggang sa nakita ng mga senador, kasi syempre nag-research yung mga senador natin, nakakuha silang mga documents, nakakuha may mga sarili silang source, nakita nila, teka, may 41 billion pesos pala na itrinansfer ang DOH sa procurement service ng Department of Budget and Management. Uh, yung procurement service ng Department of Budget and Management, uh, isa siyang office na binigyan ng uh, authority na bumili ng mga common use supplies na ginagamit ng lahat ng government agencies. So, ano lang yun, eh, dapat hindi yun malalaking projects talaga. Parang mga simpleng bagay lang dapat, pulot ng ballpen, papel. Pero dahil nagka-pandemic tayo, binigyan ng authority uh, ang PSDBM na mag-procure din ng iba't-ibang mga kontrata kasi hindi na rin kinaya ng, ng DOH. 
So doon nakita ng mga senador na ay ah, yung PSTBM pala yung nag-sign ng mga kontrata ng uh, Duterte government doon sa pag-procure ng mga face mask, face shields, mga PPEs. At doon na nila nakita na may mga anomalya. Nakita nila na most of the pandemic contracts, 10 billion pesos worth as of I think 2021, 8 billion pesos nung 2020, napunta nga dito sa Farmally Pharmaceutical Corporation. At makikita natin na kaya din nila... Kaya may mga anomalies ito. Parang formally wasn't... Pagka kasi nakakakuha ka ng big ticket project sa gobyerno, dapat na po-prove mo na meron kang kredibilidad to handle contracts of that amount. Tap, ayang formally, bagong firm lang siya, uh, 625,000 pesos lang yung kanyang kapital. Pero ang ang uh, parang 54 million pesos agad yung kinailangan yung, yung kontrata na na-award sa kanya with the with the government. So yun yung mga uh, red flags in the race ng ating government officials. And then they found out that formally um is linked to all the way to President Rodrigo Duterte dahil uh, yun pala yung ang um, financier at guarantor nitong formally nitong supposedly maliit na kumpanya na ito ay si Michael Yang na alam natin ay economic advisor ni ni President Duterte. Uh, tapos yung um, PSTBM chief nung sinainan itong mga kontrata na ito ay si former budget undersecretary Lloyd uh, Christopher Lau na naging isa sa mga campaigners ni President Duterte. In fact, naging uh, budget uh, naging undersecretary siya. It's a very important position in government nung time uh, ng unang-unang nasa presidential management staff pa siya. And we know that the PMS used to be headed by uh, Duterte's longtime aide, Senator Bongo. Though, of course, he has repeatedly been denying na hindi naman porket nagtrabaho under sa office ko ay protege ko na. Though, may, ayan, si, si Judes may story ayan, diba, about who really is Lloyd Christopher Lau at ano yung mga links niya. So doon na lumalabas at nakikita na ng, ng, ng ating mga senador na ang daming problema dun sa mga kontrata ng formally. Uh, anywhere from, um, yun na nga, uh, biglang lumaki, lumobo yung earnings nila to the recently na yung face shields na binenta nila sa gobyerno, explicitly pinalitan nila yung manufacturing date, pinalitan nila yung expiry date, dapat 2020, ginawa nilang 2021, uh, if I'm not mistaken. At marami pang mga anomalyang na-uncover. Para ang dalawa na lang nabigay na overview sa nangyayari, pero hindi pa siya yung totally nang ya, na, na hahanap o na na-discuss sa Kongreso. So, today is Wednesday, September 29. It's been weeks since the hearing started. Ang dami na nangyaring hearings sa Congress, both sa Senate and sa House. So, Mare Rambo, ano yung latest sa mga hearings sa Kongreso tungkol sa isyong ito? At so far, what surprised you sa paghawak ng Congress sa issue na to? Hindi basically sa kung ano yung mga describe nila, pero isa paghawak nila mismo ng pag-investigate sa anomalya na to. So, let's begin with Mara. Uh, yung pinaka-latest, yung kaka-mention ko lang kanina, it, at, it, at ito yung, I guess, stunning uh, admission so far. Kasi da, kasi yung mga ibang anomalya, uh, ano yun eh, napapaamin lang yung mga, ano, yung mga formally officials kasi ginigrill sila ng mga senator. Um, Tapos ito, nangyari din uli, umamin si uh, Crizel Mago na yun na nga, pinalitan nila yung, yung expiry date sa mga face shield. And actually, medyo sketchy yung mga events na nangyari after kasi right after that bombshell admission, um, inoferan siya ni Senate uh, Minority Leader Franklin Delon as well as uh, Senate Ribbon Chairman uh, Richard Gordon for protection. Um, 
kasi kaya naman gawin niya ng Senado, ng Senado meron silang uh, meron silang uh, sarili nilang security at sabi niya pag-iisipan niya. So that was a Friday and then hindi niya binalikan yung committee after that. The Sunday Sunday, tinatry ng Blue Ribbon Committee to reach out to her again. Hindi na siya sumasagot. Uh, and, the, and the latest information that has reached Senator Gordon, sabi niya sa akin, uh, meron da, nasa safe house daw ngayon si Crizel Mago and supposedly she has bodyguards. And then, you know, she, he didn't want to speculate anymore. But, you know, he, he said they're trying to find out sino yung nag-issue ng bodyguard na yun. Um, tapos, uh, si Lincoln Ong, isa ring, um, isa ring uh, official ng Farmally, um, sinight in contempt na naman siya ng mga senador over his flip-flopping uh, answers. So, uh, for the longest, for I think, for the past days, nasa isang safe house siya ng mga, na, na minaman ng mga Senate security. Uh, and then initially, he considered uh, speaking to senators in an executive session. Ibig sabihin na executive session, closed-door session yon. So, uh, kahit media, hindi makakanood kung ano yung magiging testimony niya before senators and may supposedly may confidentiality yun eh so hindi ni reveal ng mga lawmakers usually yung mga uh, sinasabi pag executive session parang protection na rin for Lincoln Ong kasi ang mga ang nakakabangga nun sa mga testimonya niya mga malalaking tao na mga malalapit sa pangulo pero eventually um nagsulat siya ng handwritten letter tapos uh na sinasa na dinidecline niya yung executive session offer at ngayon he's being represented by lawyer uh, Ferdinand Topasho at sinabi din ni Topasho na actually just today na yung 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 revelation kasi na pinalitan yung expiry days ng face shields nag-start yon dahil may nahanap na witness si Senator Risa Honteveros na nakuha nila on video pero syempre tinago yung identity na yun nga, inutusan sila na palitan. Tapos, pinaconfirm ni Hoteveros kay Mago during the hearing. Tapos, sabi niya, ang nagutos daw ay si uh, Mohit Dargani, one of the higher officials in Farmali. Pero sabi naman ni Dargani, ay, hindi ko inutos yan. So, parang hala ka, sino, nag, sino nag-decide? But obviously, Crisel Mago isn't one of the higher-ups in Farmali. So, sila sabi ni Ferdinand Tupasio, supposedly daw, um, Brinaib, nung isang abogado sa office ni Senator Hontiveros, yung uh, yung anonymous uh, witness na yun uh, para mag-testify. Of course, Senator Riz Hontiveros is saying, that's a lie. I have the receipts. Sabi niya, literally sabi niya, I have the receipts to prove na yung yung dating warehouse staff daw na yun, yun talaga yung lumapit sa kanya. Kasi to be fair to Senator Riza Honteveros, um, isa siya dun sa mga senador na consistently laging may hawak na uh, mga dokumento at nakakapag, you know, parang pagka siya yung nagsasalita, alam mo, ay, may bago tong revelation kasi she really did her homework. Um, so, yun, 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 yun yung uh, latest din sa uh, sa Senate. Ah, tapos meron din palang lumabas na yung PSDBM, bumili siya ng test kit sa Farmali near expiry date na siya, tapos doble pa yung presyo dun sa, ang pagkakabenta niya sa DOH. Tapos, yung girlfriend ni Mohit Dargani, for some reason, was able to put up a firm worth 10 million pesos during the pandemic, tapos nakakuha pa ng isang pang deal with the Department of Health. Hindi naman natin sinasabi na masama, na diba, na magkanong ka ng mga kontrata sa, sa kumpanya mo, but it, it, it's the timing eh, and the people that um, that's involved in all these contracts that makes you suspect na dami talaga red flags. Tiba-tiba silang lahat, <laughs> basically. So, Lambo naman, 
ano nang latest sa house sa congressman mo at ano yung mm-hmm. surprising for you sa mga gadap diyan sa, sa chamber nila Mm-hmm. So, balikan natin yung goal nitong mga ng mga probes na 'to, 'di ba? Syempre bilang ating mga representative sa ating mga congressman, inaasahan natin silang talaga hanapin ng katotohanan. Pero nakikita natin sa House of Representatives instead of looking for something new from these controversies dito sa malalaking mga katanungan tungkol sa formally katulad ng bakit parang dawit si Michael Yang, hanggang saan ba to aabot at bakit parang merong posibilidad na merong overpricing, bakit pa nang merong irregularidad. Napakaraming mga tanong na lumalabas sa Senate hearing na dapat sagutin at maaaring gawing follow-up sa House of Representatives. Pero hindi ito sinusunod sa House of Representatives. Instead of the House of Representatives continuing on with the light of questioning that the Senate is pursuing and deepening the probe para mas marami tayong malaman sa kontrobersiya, ang lumalabas, ang House of Representatives ay nagiging parang abogado. Ipangalong Duterte at saka ng kanyang administrasyon, lumalabas na parang ang nangyayari, sumasagot ang House of Representatives sa Senado. So lumalabas sa Senado, di ba, kinuwento ni Mara kanina lang yung mga aligasyon, yung mga, mga posibilidad ng, ng irregularidad. Instead of the House digging deeper, ang lumalabas ang House of Representatives, sinasagot itong mga kontrobersiya dito na lumalabas sa Senado. At kung pwede kong isa-isahin, napakarami nitong mga, meron pa, may outline ako dito at sa tingin ko ito rin yung, ito rin yung outline na sinusunod ng, ng mga congressman. At ito rin yung outline na sinusunod ng Malacanang para sagutin yung mga katanungan. Una yung due diligence kasi dito, lumalabas dito na kung meron sana due diligence ang Duterte administration, eh di sana hindi parang questionable itong mga deals na to. Sana parang hindi natatamper yung mga labels, sana hindi expired itong mga face shields, face masks, itong test kits na binanggit ni Mara. Sana mas mayroon due diligence na ginawa ang Duterte government para dito. Pero ang sagot ng mga congressman na sila mismo nagsasabi, hindi naman kayang gawa ng due diligence ito kasi nga nasa pandemya tayo. Kailangan nating intindihin si Pangulong Duterte at saka ang kanyang pamahalaan nagipit nagipit ang mundo nung panahon na iyon, ng 2020. Kaya talagang hanggang dito lang yung kaya nilang gawin. Talagang sobrang sympathetic ng mga congressman kay Pangulong Duterte. Tapos ang kasunod yung overpricing, syempre sabi nila wala namang overpricing kasi ang price ceiling daw ay 28 pesos para sa, sa face mask. Um, on the record, 27.72 binenta ng, ng farmer. So hindi siya technically overpriced pero kung ikukumpara mo siya kung pwede pa makahanap ang gobyerno, mayroong mga nakitang 18 pesos, mas mababa. Pero bilang mga congressman ulit na parang pinagtatanggol talaga si President Duterte, ang sinasabi nila... Eh, yung mga 18 pesos naman na face mask, face shield, yung mga mas mura na yan, makukuha lang yan later. Eh. Hindi yan makukuha agad-agad. Pero makukuha agad-agad yung sa Farmally. Pero kasi naku- na- nalaman din sa Senado na itong nakuha agad sa Farmally ay pwedeng mabili ng mas mababang presyo. Kasi naging middleman din yung Farmally dito sa Tiger Company kung saan mas mababa talaga yung benta. At ito'y tanong na hindi na itatanong sa House of Representatives despite something that is obviously a question at the Senate. Sana merong due diligence doon. Tapos ang kasunod yung ghost deliveries. Ang sabi nila walang ghost deliveries, wala daw problema. Pero meron pa rin katanungan dun mismo sa house hearing na bakit pa wala pa rin, meron pa rin mga undelivered. Dito lumabas yung question eh, kung may undelivered, nasaan yung hindi pa na-deliver? Pero hindi to natanong sa House of Representatives. Kaya uh, inaasahan natin siguro bago magsara yung hearing ng house, may tanong nila dito. Tapos syempre yung expired na face shields daw. Siyempre, lumabas dito sa testimony ni Crisel Mago sa Senado. Siyempre, sa Senado talaga lumalabas yung mga revelations, ba? Diba? Sinagot na naman siya sa House of Representatives. At ang line of questioning ng ating mga congressman, 
kung expired, meron bang napahamak? Dito lumabas ngayon malaking quote ni Congressman Agdipay na na chairman nitong House Committee na nag-iimbestiga sa House of Representatives. Kung expired pala itong face shields, may napahamak ba? May namatay ba? Dito nga lumabas yun. Tapos isa pang congressman, si Congressman Johnny Pimentel ng Surigao, eh kung nagamit naman yung face shields in 2020, anong problema? Diba? Siyempre hindi nila sinasagot yung katanungan na hindi ba problema problematic na yung mga tinanggap natin facial tampered daw yung ano yung labels noon pero hindi nila to tinahak eh talagang hindi nila sinundan yung sinundan yung line of questioning sa Senado ang sabi nila hindi naman nalugin gobyerno nagamit naman pala ng ng ating DOH bakit nagiging problema ito yung mga tanong na hindi nila nasasagot at mer- meron ding ano napapa-off topic sila ang House of Representatives ang sabi nila, bakit ang Senado kung saan-saan pumupunta yung kanilang hearing? Pero even the House of Representatives is guilty of this. At ito'y lumabas sa kanilang pagsunod kay Pangulong Duterte kung saan yung hearing ng House of Representatives ay tinarget ang Red Cross. Meron daw mga false positives na lumalabas sa Red Cross at, Red Cross at dapat daw investigahan ito. At pati yung mismo si, si Senator Gordon ay tinatanong bakit Siya ano, Red Cross Chief habang senador. Mga tanong na hindi naman pala talaga kasama doon sa scope ng hearing na ito kung saan dapat yung formally lamang. At dito sa, sa loob ng formally briefing at saka hearing ng House, hindi naman natatanong yung basic questions na dapat itanong sa Senado. Tapos syempre, uh, si Michael Yang. May, hindi hindi ganong kadami yung mga nagtatanong sa Senado as compared to the Senate where they they can put these witnesses in a corner, push the, these witnesses in a corner and ask them hard questions. Dito sa House of Representatives, mas maingat sila, parang mas merong care sila at, sin- at outright nila ito sinasabi na dito sa Senado, binubuli yung mga ano mga witnesses ng Duterte government. Dapat hindi sila inaaway, dapat nire-respeto ang mga witnesses ng Duterte government. Pero kung maaalala natin ng House of Representatives, meron din siyang asaysayan ng pambubuli ng mga hindi nila kaalyado. So, Dito, in summary, sa House of Representatives, talagang paramihan talaga ng oras ay inilalaan sa pagdepensa sa Duterte government. At to be fair, meron namang binibigay na oras sa mga critical na congressman tungkol sa, tulad ng ano, makabayan block. Nagtatanong sila ng inline sa Senado. Pero we also have to point this out. Isa sa mga congressman sa makabayan block, si Ferdinand Gaite, Act Teachers, sabi niya, bakit di natin i-adopt yung records ng Senado? Kasi kung in-adopt yung record ng Senado, hindi na kailang ulit-ulitin pa yung pagtatanong sa House of Representatives. At kung halimbawa may sinabi sa Senado at nagtaliwas yung testimony sa House, pwedeng sabihin na bakit bakit iba yung testimony mo. Pero ang ang ano, ang desisyon ng House ayaw nilang kunin yung ano, yung record ng Senado kasi sabi nila meron daw independence of ang House of Representatives. At doon mo makikita na talagang iba yung kanilang tinatahak na direksyon dito sa hearing na to at mismo si President Duterte ay natutuwa dito sa briefing at saka sa hearing ng House of Representatives kasi ginagamit ni President Duterte itong mismong mga mga clips dito sa House of Representatives na hearing ginagamit tong mga sina Marcoleta, sina JJ David Suarez na pinagtatanggol si Duterte ginagamit sa kanyang briefing kaya mukang it's really more for the benefit of the administration and they knew they know this they know that they are doing this so that, of course we know na hindi naman ito yung general sentiment lahat ng congressmen sa house no itong pinapakita mm. ng panel yung mga nababalita pero may magagawa pa ba yung for example yung makabayan black or maybe yung others na hindi naman as progressive as makabayan black but ang sentiment niya is to, really towards what the Senate is doing, may magagawa pa ba sila or is this a game of numbers sa talaga, Rambo? 
Yes, yes. Um, as Mara has covered this before, it really is a game of numbers. And kahit na, for example, you want to be independent, you can be bullied into silence, especially at the house. Kasi pwedeng sabihan ka ng, ano, ng committee chairman na, oy, that's out of line. Huwag ka na magtanong. Wala ka ng oras. Hindi ka na pwede magtanong. At saka, mas strict yung chairman sa mga makabayang block. Napansin ko rin ito na two minutes na lang po, three minutes na lang po. Mas mabilis yung, ano, yung pagdali at pagpapatigil sa kanila. Kaya kailangan pa talagang halimbawa ay mas maging fair. Doon yun yung pansin ko rin eh. Pero karamihan din talaga na nakapila sa House ay karamihan sa kanila sinasabi na dapat ipagtanggol si President Duterte. At ano rin to eh, political calculation din to sa House of Representatives. Kung critical ka sa administrasyon, maaaring mas kaunti yung budget mo for 2022 and it's an upcoming elections. So kahit na meron tayong minority, meron mga critical na minority sa House, maaaring meron silang internal political calculation na ginagawa para hindi na mismo magtanong dito sa hearing na to at maaaring umaasa na lang sila sa Senado para bunyagin kung ano yung dapat ibunyag tungkol dito sa isyu na to. Yes. And balik tayo sa Senado. Mara, when I think of Senate hearings, of course, ang dami nang nangyaring hearings since 2016 mm-hmm. kasi ang dami-dami issue nga nangyari. Uh, unang tumatrak sa isip ko or unang ko naiisip pag narinig ko ang word na Senate hearings ay yung ginawa nila sa extrajudicial killings. Ito yung na-feature si si Davo Death Squad alleged hitman na si Matobato and si Lescañas at ito yung nasa labas pa si Senator Leila Dilima hindi pa siya nakukulong no mm-hmm. uh, if you remember medyo parang memorable yung paghawak ni Senator Gordon kasi lagi siya nag-aaway ni Dilima noon parang veering towards mm-hmm. not believing that there are killings in the Philippines si Senator Gordon ibang-iba na to sa pinapakita niya ngayong serotiring sa formally at sa issue sa anom- anomaly sa DUH and sa PSDBM why is this happening? Anong nangyari? Mm-hmm. Ano yung uh, evolution ni Senator Gordon from 2016-2017 to now? That's a very valid question kasi marami din nagtatanong. Maganda yung ginagawa ngayon ni Senator Gordon, di ba? He's really um, defying the president. He's on the receiving end of, you know, really ruthless attacks from the president himself, di ba? Um, and marami nagtatanong, bakit ngayon mo lang ginawa? And it's very valid kasi if you remember at the end of that investigation in 2016, ang findings ng committee ni Gordon ay neither Duterte nor the state uh, should be held responsible of extrajudicial killings in the Philippines. And, you know, I, I recently spoke with a Senator Gordon and he was saying kasi na at the time, and this is his contention, uh, first, he, he firmly believes he was able to lead that investigation as fairly as he could. And he's arguing that the reason why he couldn't pin the blame on Duterte dahil wala daw enough evidence to do so. So I will let the lawyers and, and the lawmakers and the critics um, and the supporters uh, to decide on that. Pero kasi it's very hard to believe to, na Duterte cannot be held liable for anything because he literally tells um, the military and the, and the police to shoot people, to shoot drug suspects, to shoot critics. And so um, when that report came out several years ago, it was quite disappointing. Um, and of course, Senator Gordon, you know, will not say it, but uh, lawmakers, especially senators, they have to be very strategic. Eh. Kailangan calculating sila pagdating sa political careers nila. It's political suicide to readily attack a very popular president. And siyempre, nandiyan yung uh, usapin ng budget, uh, usapin ng pork barrel. Uh, of course, 
lawmakers will say it no longer exists. But syempre, we know nakatago na lang siya ngayon in infrastructure funds and um, allocations to different uh, agencies. So again, lawmakers will argue there's no more PDAF, there's no more pork barrel. Um, and so these are a lot of, these are among the factors that would, um, that um, politicians, both who are allied with the president and those who are not allied, allied with the president, yung opposition, will have to take it to account kapag ka nagkikritisay sila. Um, I think also kasi kaya mas malakas din yung loob ng mga senador ngayon. Kasi ako, wala na mga, ako hindi ako nagugulat na yung mga opposition senators like uh, Drelon, Kiko Pangilinan, and Risa Honteveros. Sila talaga yung, talagang really hammers on the the, the resource per si opposition sila eh. Pero now we're also seeing administration allied uh, lawmakers, you know, bringing out documents like Senator Amy Marcos, diba? And Senator Joel Villanueva. And, and Gordon, diba? Um, they have documents and talagang pinag-iinitan, um, they really ginigilan talaga nila yung mga resource persons. Kasi patapos na yung term ni Duterte. And remember, these hearings happened so close to the filing of candidacies. You have to remember that senators also, they have national constituencies. Um, so we know that you know yung mga presidential possible presidential candidates natin so far na nag-announce talaw sa kanila galing sa Senado si Senator Pink isa pa yun magal, napakagaling uh, manggrill uh, isa siyang investigador diba sa, sa PNP bago siya naging senator so kitang-kita mo yung galing niya na mag, talagang maglabas ng ng uh ng sagot mula sa mga resource persons. So and then of course Senator Manny Pacquiao though, you know, he's not active in the hearings. <laughs> so yan yung mga factors. Um of course you will deny it that you know their 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 line of questioning has nothing to do with the elections, but it has something to do with the elections. But even then, um kahit ganun yung motivations, I think it's a good it's also in a way good a good thing for for the country kasi at least, you know, um ngayon even if it's a little too late um, we can see senators coming together, regardless of political color, to really uncover the anomalies involving yeah. the pandemic contracts of the Duterte administration. Yeah. Mara and Rambo, saan galing yung disconnect between the two chambers? In some issues, they are parang medyo swak sila. Pero dito, kita mo talaga yung disconnect ng dandalawa, no? Ano yung root cause nito? And tingin nyo ba na it's a long, it was a long time coming? Let's start with Rambo. I think you should start with Mara bilang na-comment ah. niya. Yes. Yeah, a veteran <laughs> <Okay>. reporter. <laughs> alam mo, ano yan? Um, alam mo, ako hindi ako nagugulat kasi ganyan naman talaga yung trajectory ng ng uh, ng bicamer, ng Congress natin that must, that must controlled by the sitting president ang House of Representatives and then must independent yung Senate. Um, sa House kasi, ang galawan nila dyan... Um, Mas, mas may implications kasi for them yung kapangyarihan ng president to dictate how much budget goes to which district. Because yung constituencies nila, distrito nila eh. And that has been done, not just under Duterte, na parang pagkat binangga ng congressman na to, yung Pangulo, babawasan ng budget yung distrito niya. Um, or babawasan ng pork barrel. But ultimately, ang magsasuffer yung, dist- yung mga residente sa distrito. Um, and so, ang galawan ng mga congressman, usually, they tend to support uh, intend to follow the president. And even if they have dissenters in the chamber, there's 300 of them eh. Madadrown out ka talaga. Um, katulad ng sinabi ni Ramo, yung mga makabayan lawmakers, ilan lang ba sila parang walo, pito, walo lang sila ngayon? Never silang naging, under Duterte, parang never sila naging more than 10. And so, 
talagang matatalo even the liberal part the liberal party um lawmakers uh, in the house hindi rin hindi rin nagiging significant yung criticisms nila because they're always outnumbered so ang nangyayari usually it's always the senate um so, sort parang nagiging last arbiter siya of sorts na for example hindi lang dito sa hearing eh, like death penalty pasado sa house hindi po masasenado chacha po masasa house hindi tinatakal ng senado so ganun din parang um i would say that um the senate has protected duterte in the past senators would do not like that comment but they have protected duterte in the past or they have been lenient to duterte in the past but this time um they're very they're quite brave um in terms of you know kasi parang uh to really go on with these hearings pero alam mo parang ano yun eh, bare minimum nga dapat yan para sa mga legislators natin kasi you're supposed to be you're supposed to be elected to prote- help protect our our taxpayers money eh. so yun yun um and yun nga ang Senate ang Senate din 24 lang sila though of course 23 lang yung nakaboto ngayon dahil si Senator Laila Dilima ay still in prison ba mas may weight yung bawat boto nila so mas kumaga mas napapakinggan din every individual senators kasi mas mas ano may bearing in a way parang one vote in the Senate really means so much as compared to one vote in the House yeah Rambo are you going to add something to that I think if there's something that I, I, I'm going to add, um, it's the election angle. Kasi kinocover ko na si Senator Ping ngayon at saka Senator Soto at sila yung binanggit ni Marana at parehong tumatakbo. At kitang-kita mo rin yung trajectory nila for the past few years. Siyempre, mes, tinatawag silang enabler ni President Duterte and that that has merit. Um, they have been on the fence with President Duterte. They have been in this stance that they would correct President Duterte but also would allow President Duterte with his own policies. So, dito at doon silang dalawa for the past few years for President Duterte. But under the election period, as in this election fever, mas nararamdaman talaga natin yung kanilang pagiging critical. And that's the same for the House. Dahil palapit ng palapit ng eleksyon, mas nagko-consolidate ng power, mas nagko-consolidate ng support sa House of Representatives. So kung papunta sa kritisismo ang ang Senado, ang House of Representatives naman ng mga congressman papunta naman siya sa pagpagtanggol uh, kay President Duterte kasi si President Duterte din ang kanilang nominee for 2022, tinatawag nga siyang VP, ba? So this is not just an exercise for legislation but also a political exercise. And of course, the biggest political exercise that's coming to us right now is the 2022 election. So, kailangan din natin siyang tingnan dun sa angulo na yun. At I think this really explains a lot what our congressmen are are doing. And sa House, damang-dama mo to kay Marcoleta, kay Deputy Speaker Marcoleta, na ano rin, nominee siya ng PDP laban na faction ni President Duterte for the Senate. So, that would explain a lot. Because it's also in his best interest to defend this administration since this administration is going to support his candidacy, if ever, in 2022. And in the Senate, you have independent presenting candidates for 2022. See, Senator Lacson, Senator Soto, they are not calling themselves oppositionists, but not non-administration. But that in itself already puts them in a, in a basket that they are not in the it's not in their best interest to also support the, the Duterte administration but also you know be more criticizing be more circumspect by being better senators by sinabi nga ni Mara, by doing the bare minimum at their jobs by presenting themselves as better senators who will not defend the administration 
So I think that's also a big factor in all of this to this. Yeah. And coming from that sentiments, Rambo and Mara, can you tell me specifically on the family issue na hinaharap ngayon na dinidinig sa Kongreso, what can happen if they continue na different yung handling nila? Siguro Rambo, kung galito pa rin ka lenient yung ginagawa ng Congress, ang House of Representatives, and Mara, if ganito pa rin yung ginagawa ng, ng, ng House, ano yung effect nito sa Senate? Ano yung possible missed opportunities? Let's start with Mara. I guess the the biggest missed opportunity there is hindi mo mafollow up yung you know the 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 wealth of evidence that senators have been uncovering these past weeks, de ba? Hindi mo siya mafollow up. Mas mas magiging malakas kasi yung magiging findings if both chambers have similar committee reports. Alam mo yon. Um, and that would have and that would be that would help exact more accountability on the government officials and the businessmen uh, who really misused and um, misspent uh, taxpayers' money. And yun din ang mangyayari, magkakaroon in a way na parang clash yung both chambers, which is in a way, it, it, it's it's sort of a problem in, in, the legis, in the legislative branch because usually dapat uh, ko co-equal sila eh. Dapat they respect each other's chambers. Pero dito sa nangyayari ngayon, posible na magkaawayan sila. Especially sa trajectory ng lines of questioning sa house na kinu-question nila kung ano yung um, kung ano yung mga nahahanap ng mga senador. Because, you know, um, usually kasi dapat hindi nila pinapakialaman. I think that that's, that's some sort of the general understanding. So, yun din. Parang na masasayang yung efforts ng mga senators kasi obviously, President Duterte would rather prefer and endorse or kumaga promote in public kung ano man yung magiging findings ng ng House. And even if napaka-bombshell yung mga hinahanap ng senators, we might not be able to find or expect, maybe we shouldn't expect any significant action in court or in administrative cases stemming from kung ano man yung mga findings ng senator senators until after you know the next the next administration assuming of course hindi uh, kaalyado ni president Duterte yung magiging pangulo so yan 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 yung isa sa mga magiging missed opportunities and yun na nga parang dati yung mga iba kasing yung mga pandemic probes na ginagawa pareho ng both ng house and senate they used to build on each other's questions eh ngayon parang countering each uh, countering each other yung nangyayari or at least in the side of the house parang taga ano sila kumpara parang abogado sila nung mga nung mga resource person sa Senate so for me weird yon and dapat hindi yung ginagawa ng mga lawmakers but what can you do it's a Duterte ally Duterte allied house yeah Rambo? I think what I'm worried with this is kasi kinover ko rin pareho eh, yung mga hearing na yan iba talaga yung realidad they have a different reality. When you cover the House, there's a set of reality that you have to absorb. When you cover the Senate, it's a different set of reality, different set of facts that you're operating. Of course, the House, they're operating against the reality in the Senate, against the set of facts in the Senate. But once you have these two realities existing in parallel and colliding with each other, ang kinatatakutan ko, it's just so noisy that it would only re- result to polarization. Halimbawa, supporter ako ni President Duterte, I would just tune into the House of Representatives. If I'm not pro-Duterte, I would just tune into the Senate without just understanding the critical aspects of the probe. Kasi we, could, we have to also admit it's the Senate's probe is not per- perfect, right? Meron pa rin mga suspicions lang. And pinopoint out to sa House, 
And I think dito sa pagkakaiba ng dalawa at hindi pag-agree sa isa't isa, kung naglabas ng report ang House at naglabas ng report ang Senado, kasi yun naman talaga yung kanilang goal, di ba? Meron silang um, committee report by the end of this. People can stick to the facts that they want to appreciate. And of course, not only the people, the voters, but also the politicians, President Duterte would most likely believe the committee report of the House. President Duterte and all of his allies would most likely parrot all of the findings at the House. So paning set of facts dito sa Senado, sayang siya, di ba? It would be more informative of our electorate, especially since 2022 na. Sayang naman yung nalaman dito. And of course, it's not in the best interest of the Duterte administration para ilabas kung ano man yung sinabi sa Senado yung mga questions dito. So I think it's a very Rappler analysis, but mas papapakain nito yung misinformation at saka misinformation machinery. Siyempre, yung mga yung ugat-ugat sa social media, mas lalabas dito, siyempre, mas i-amplify nila yung mga sound bites dito sa House of Representatives, itong set of facts dito sa House of Representatives instead sa Senado. Kaya, hindi ako magugulat halimbawa, may makikilala tayong mga tao kapwa Pilipino na tatanungin natin, uy, bakit parang merong kontrobersa na nangyayari sa Senado? Bakit parang merong problema sa ating procurement nung panahon ng Duterte administration? Baka may alternate history sila na pero dun sa house hearing, itong sabi nila eh, di ba? Pero hindi nila nakukuha yung buong picture. So dun ako nakikita, yun yung nakikita ko longer damage dito, Judas at Mara, na dahil magka, magkataliwas yung kanilang ginagawa, at syempre it's in the best interest of the administration to only amplify one, there's only going to be one set of facts that will prevail. Yeah. And Mara, parang ang situation ngayon ay very against a, a stronger action from Senate. Uh, speaking of like, a complaint or possible charges. Pero at this point in the context that we are in at the arsenal na meron ngayon ng Senado, kasi nga, of course, it's a Duterte administration versus them. How can the Senate make the most of the hearings? Uh, how can they further boost yung pag-investigate nila sa, sa pharmacy para hindi naman ma, mabaliwala yung magagandang mm. line of questioning nila? Kahit alam, kahit parang alam natin na hindi posible ngayon yung may ka, magkakaso. I think they should just continue with the investigations as long as they find something worth raising and worth uh, letting the public know. Kasi yung iba parang may mga times na nakakat yung hearing short because either there's a threat from the powers that be or something like that. Dapat hindi magpatinag yung Senate. Kasi even if, you know, we have questions, of course, we question their motivations also. Ultimately, it's still rooted in the elections. But one thing to look at it is, okay, ngayon, may mas lakas na loob na silang bumangga kay Duterte. Parang, okay, you should have done that way before pero go as at least ngayon nakikita natin na um madaming madaming mga anomalya and i think the senators should just keep at it should just not they should not be uh deterred by uh the uh, nightly attacks uh, against the chamber and very uh, so far okay yung ginagawa ni senate president Tito Soto kasi he's been protecting the chamber um and very of course of course, Tito Soto is very calculating also because he's running for, for, for vice president. Pero so far, uh, pagka hinihinga namin siya ng reaction in defense of the chamber or in defense of his colleagues in the Senate or Senator Gordon, he's there uh, protecting them. So that's something that we expect lead, the leader of the Senate to do. So that's very good. So yun yan, dapat hindi, hindi nila itigil just because uh, may na-attack na sila ni President Duterte. And their committee report really needs to be as bombshell as the revelations. Talagang wag silang magpipigil if they recommend filing of charges. Um, as ha- They should recommend the filing of charges as high as they can, you know, realistically uh, could 
given the evidence that they have. Um, kasi parang if they do not recommend the filing of charges, eh, di syempre, wala, there's really, it's really, wala rin patutunguhan. Um, and I think they should also, but I think important then that they also address concerns, legitimate concerns, for example, raised by President Duterte regarding Red Cross um, and its pandemic um, relief drives, yung mga nire-raise na controversies at Senator Gordon. Though I'm just not sure if those hearings are the proper venue to address those concerns kasi syempre kaya yung ginagawa ni Duterte para yung hearing hindi na yung formaling pag-uusapan, pag-uusapan na lang si Senator Gordon at yung pag-respond niya. So, yun, I think long story short, I think the senator should just keep at it and Filipinos should keep watching kasi pera niyo yan eh. And the thing is, the biggest tragedy here, corruption, we do not like corruption at any point in time but it's more, it's criminal at this point kasi pandemic, literally people are dying and there are, and we have, we can see here that there are businessmen, there are officials who apparently are getting kickbacks, diba? As people lay dying in their hospital beds, or worse, they're not even able to get a hospital bed. Kasi nga kulang yung pera sa ating health system. That's that's the tra- tragedy. Yeah. Tragedy there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And Rambo, may pag-asa pa bang mag-turn around ang nangyayari sa house ngayon? Or magkaroon ng power yung mga minority congressmen na ang sentiment niya ay mag-investiga pa further or mas tutukan yung mga nangyayari uh, or medyo hopeless case na sila at this point in time? The quick answer is no, Judes. Wala na silang kapangyarihan kasi by their definition, minority sila. And in the House, it's all about numbers. The majority is, you know, allied with President Duterte. So they will stick it out with President Duterte. At babalikan ko din yung sinabi mismo ng chairman ng uh, committee na ito na nag-iimbestiga sa House of Representatives, si Diwa Representative Michael Agripay, sabi niya mismo na sinimulan niya tong hearing na to dahil naiinis siya sa hearing sa Senado. Hindi daw ganun dapat yung hearing. Dapat daw mas sympathetic sa mga sa mga administrasyon, ano, sa mga official ng administrasyon. Dapat daw yung line of questioning, mas understanding at mas fair daw dapat kay President Duterte at dapat hindi siya dinadawid sa drugs. So alam mo na kung anong patutuho, patutunguhan nito kung ito yung opinion ng ng chairman. Sinusubukan niya maging fair and to be fair to him, binibigyan niya ng oras ang makabayan block at saka mga minority congressmen. But most of them, I think all of them really are just makabayan congressmen who have been um, interpolating that is pretty much in line with the Senate. Siguro makabayan block, and I'm pretty sure the makabayan block, let me correct myself, I'm pretty sure the makabayan block will continue on with their line of questioning. Pero they can only do so much. Diba? Sabi nga ni Mara, they're just seven, eight people at the House of Representatives at ang mga nagtatanong lang naman sa kanila, two to three, kasi two to three lang naman yung makakapasok dyan sa committee na yan bilang members of the minority. And once the committee report is going to be prepared by the House of Representatives, syempre bilang minority voice ka, hindi ka rin mapapakinggan. And ang, ang makikita natin sa mga conclusion, ang makakagawa lang yan ay syempre yung mga congressman din na nasa kapangyarihan. At ito mga congressman na nasa majority ay pro-Duterte, sina Congressman Marcoleta, Congressman Johnny Pimentel, Congressman J.J. Suarez, yung mga the same congressman na nakita natin sa address ni President Duterte na ginagamit yung mga soundbite nila in defense of President Duterte. So kung ano man yung ilabas ng, ng mga critical na congressman, it would be for the sake of having it on the record. For the sake of, you know, the principle of having it on the record for people to know and to point out that, okay, there is another set of facts that you should know about. 
another set of facts in the Senate that's being talked about that's not being talked about in the House of Representatives. And as Mara said, I think it's the same for the House of Representatives. They should keep at it. If they want to find out the truth, they should keep at it. And I think that that's the best way to do about it. Yeah. And for my next question, you know, this is about the Senate. But I also ask Rambo and Mara for this because, of course, uh, you also cover, cover means the Senate, mga nangyari, Senate uh, Rambo. Ano yung fatal mistake na the Senate investigation can do or the Senate can do tungkol sa ano malang ito? Are you afraid na biglang mag-covery and fear yung mga ibang senador, lalo na yung ginagawa ngayon ni Presidente kay Gordon? And ano natin nangyari kay Senator Drima? Uh, if Duterte continues this attack, especially in the context of the election, ano na mga, uh, uh, mga, mga maraming mga senador ang the election uh, for election election or mas higher position nga sabi nyo kanina are you afraid na they will do so, something in the opposite direction just to save themselves mm-hmm. oh yes i see my biggest concern here is ano yung magiging implication also ng formally scandal on the chances of sitting senators uh sa kanilang 2022 electoral bid so i think the f- fatal mistake that they could make is to choose their political careers over uh, unveiling the truth during the family scandal hearings. Um, and so obviously, I am referring to the senators who are seeking either re-election or seeking higher office in 2022. Kasi feeling ko, pagka nag-file na sila ng candidacy, target na sila. Magiging target na sila ng attacks. So Duterte might not stop the investigation anymore, but what he will do instead or his allies will do instead is do black propaganda or hurt the campaigns of the senators that are asking hard-hitting questions. And that's going to be the fatal mistake if they if they decide na, you know what, this 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 hearing is not worth it anymore. I'd 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 rather I'd rather I'd rather um stop now so I have more chance chances in the election. Siyempre, uh, counter argument yan, pagka hindi sila nanalo, eh, hindi na makakapag-investigate ng, ng, ano, ng, ng ganitong uh, on the scale sa Senado in the next, uh, in the next Congress. But, tingin ko yun, yun yung fatal mistake that it would ultimately be a choice between their political careers and the truth and protecting the people and protecting the people's money and they would choose themselves. Yeah. Rambo? I don't think meron sila makakamit na fatal mistake dito, Judez, because I think they're pretty much resolved. Yung mga congressmen, for example, sa minority, they know what's at stake if they question President Duterte. Marami silang budget na mawawala. And we see that already. They are not questioning yung mga members sa minority. Yung makabayan block lang talaga yung nagpapakita na lakas ng loob na mag-question. And they already are used to it. Sila, sila na yung mismong ano eh. I think... Sila na yung mismong pinaka-inaatake ni President Duterte. Lowest of the low is what I was about to say when it comes to experiencing the House. Lowest of the low na sila when it comes to the tier for President Duterte. Kasi inaatake na sila, tinatawag na silang terrorista. So what's it to them if they criticize the President and the administration? Siyempre, I think an unlikely mistake that congressmen would make is to stand up to President Duterte, turn this hearing around, be more critical of the, of the family issue. But I doubt that that would ever happen. Yeah. And for my last question, let's turn it to the public naman. I always end my episodes with a call to action. So, Mara and Rambo, what can the public do now? Aside from hmm. actually observing lang, nanonood lang, nagsusunod-sunod ng tweets, especially ngayon na pa COC election na, COC filing na, so baka masyadong maingay na or masyadong mangyayari na, what they can do to make sure na hindi mag-slip into 
to de- to devoid itong mga nangyayari sa family. Uh, let's begin okay. with Rambo. Okay, okay. Um, a lot of things, they can do a lot of things. First of all, I mean, in an answer to Kanina, Comelec has just extended the voters' registration. You can exercise your political power for 2022. What you make of this hearing can be exercised in 2022. Ano ba yung nakita nyo? Maganda ba yung paggawa ng Duterte government dito sa pandemya nito? Ayos ba yung handling niya? You can cast your vote in 2022. And if something that's more urgent, something that can be more felt right now, especially at the House of Representatives, talk to your representatives. And you don't have to call them as in manual at puntahan yung kanilang opisina. But even just commenting for their Facebook lives, even just expressing your opinions on social media, pagpapakita na, uy, parang mali po yung ginagawa niyo, Congressman. At marami ako nakikita ng ganito, mismo dito sa House of Representatives, sa hearing natin, sa sa lives natin sa Rappler, marami nagko-comment na mga tagapanood sa Rappler, sinasabi parang mali yung ginagawa sa House of Representatives. At napapansin to ng mga Congressman. Kaya they're put on the defense at as in dito mismo sa mga hearing na House of Representatives, they have taken the stance na defensive. Sinasabi nila na contrary sa sinasabi sa social media, ang aming, ang aming probe ay independent, ang aming probe ay hindi para kay Pangulong Duterte. Pero kasi kita mo rin naman ang katotohanan na pinapoint out ng mga commenters. At siguro mga botante rin kayo. Kung kilala nyo mismo itong mga representanting to kung halimbawa kay supporter ni ni Congressman Aglipay, Congressman Magoleta, Congressman Suarez, Congressman Johnny Pimentel. If you can reach out to them and also comment on your Facebook groups, they, you, what you say is really felt by the House and they observe it. And their reputation is something that they also hold dear on social media because they know that social media is the battleground for 2022. Kaya mm-hmm. kung pwede nyo inapas yung inyong... Yung, yung inyong sama ng loob man or inyong rekomendasyon kung paano gawin ng House of Representatives at tingin ko Senado din, gawin nyo. At syempre mahalaga rin na dahil kami sa Rappler, sinusulat namin kung ano yung sa, sa palagi namin na talagang tama dito sa mga hearings. Ito, fina-fact-check namin, tinatama namin at yung mga bagay na hindi confirmed, hindi, hindi namin nilalagay sa storya. Kaya kung pwede namin pakiusapan kayo, ishare nyo yung mga storya namin kasi ito'y pinaghihirapan din namin gawin. At kahit itong stories na ginawa ni Judes, ishare nyo rin para mas lumabas itong katotohanan at saka yung mas nasasalang mga facts. Kasi itong mga hearing sa House at saka sa Senado, oras-oras to eh. Napakaraming oras to at saka sumasakit talaga yung ulo namin kakocover. Kaya itong mga story na filter na namin yung katotohanan, yung facts at na fact-check na namin, sana may i-share nyo para rin mas, ma- mas informed yung mga tao at mas, at mas alam nila kung ano nangyayari para siguro sa 2022, mas informed sila kung ano ba dapat yung gawin nila at kung paano ba talaga ang tamang pag-manage ng pandemya ng gobyerno. Yeah, Mara? Very well said na si, si Rambo and <laughs> alam mo, dadagdagan ko na lang. Siguro, siguro ay dadagdag ko na lang dyan is kung meron kayong posibleng tips or leads you know, in the in pandemic contracts, uh, mga anomalies, or uh, may mahahanap pa kayong tip, or meron kayong relevant information that you think should be raised during the hearings, then reach out um, sa mga senador natin, dun sa mga opposition senators and other senators who have, you know, really been asking excellent questions during the hearings. Or you can reach out to Rappler and tell us so we can, you know, write about these stories and vet the information, lalo na if it's really something that, you know, 
uh, is the truth and verifiable and is should be should should something the rest of the public should be aware of and again i think it's very important also for me to emphasize if you do not want scandals like this to rock our healthcare system or our government in general then please register for the 2022 elections and vote for leaders who you know will handle um our our pandemic response in in a more efficient cleaner more honest and transparent manner than than what it is right now Yes, thank you, Marda and Rambo. Before we end this episode, gusto kong basahin yung mga comments ng ating mga viewers today, no? mga nanood sa atin sa Facebook, sa YouTube, and sa Twitter. Sabi ni Enrique Bugarin, the Senate of the Philippines is investigating in aid of the Filipino taxpayers while the lower house or the house of reps is investigating in aid of family. So, yun yung takeaway ni Enrique Bugarin sa mga nangyayari ngayon sa difference ng handling ng House and Senate. Sabi naman ni Cesar, Buch- Cesar Buchoy, wala rin mangyayari dyan basta't ang katotohanan na waldas ang pera ng bayan. So, yun nga, kahit ano yung mangyari, kahit anong pasikot-sikot na gawin ng mga congressmen, ang end talaga dito, ang root issue dito ay nas nagastos ang taxpayers ng taxpayers' money sa hindi dapat pagastusan in the middle of a pandemic. At sabi nga ni Mara, it's things in the middle of a health crisis na marami na mamatay dahil kulang sa resources, ang public hospitals, ang public uh, social services. So, yun nga, yun, yun yung din ang sabi ni Loreto last year na abuse taxpayers' money. So, ang dami-daming sentiments ng ating mga audience tungkol sa nangyayaring anomaly ngayon sa family at sa Duterte government at sa investigation ng Congress tungkol sa isyong ito. Kung gusto nyo dumagdag pa sa mga opinions na ito or gusto nyo makahanap na ibang tao na pwede nyo makadiskusyon tungkol sa uh, nangyayari sa bansa, pwede kayong sumali sa Rappler Room sa Facebook. Uh, dito yung mga general information or discussions about the issues in the Philippines. At sabi nga nila, Mara Trambo kanina, importante na makisama tayo sa discussions, especially in the coming elections. Para, dahil nga, nakasaralay dito yung future na Philippines uh, at saka yung, hindi lang future na Philippines, but also yung mahihit na nito. Kasi nga, importante kung sino yung mag-lead ng next administration sa kung anong patutunguhan ng mga Uh, possible cases related to farm anomaly. So, pwede sila sumali sa Facebook group ng Pitch Vote. Nasa screen natin yung uh, link para sa discussions anything related to the elections. So, thank you so much, Mara and Rambo, for joining me today, this evening. Ang daming kong questions at tasagot nyo naman lahat. And alam ko maraming tututunan yung mga audience natin tungkol sa how the, not just how the Congress handles this uh, issue, but how the House and Senate work in general. Pagating sa outside siguro sa legislation process kasi alam natin siya ba puro baka nag-draft sila ng bills, nagpapasa ng mga bills, nag nangihingi ng pera mula sa government pero meron silang ibang function din na if they use it right, ay pwedeng makatulong, makaiwas sa corruption. So, thank you so much guys for joining me today. Thank, thank you, you Judith. And thank you to our And viewers. Thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapper and News Race sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, help us continue to do what we do by contributing to Rappler. 
You can support us by making a donation of any amount through rplr.co slash supportrappler. That's rplr.co slash supportrappler. Or click on the link in the description. Your donation directly supports fearless, independent journalism in the Philippines.